0: Oh, okay. oh, and welcome to the true crime squad this is katie weaver i'm here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello hey everybody how's it going uh,
1: it's going good it's going well Good. well nice i don't know my grammar's not great tonight
0: (laughs) your grammar's not
1: our our mom would be offended oh well you know people always say good but really what you should say is well Oh, Oh, our mom was, you know, we may be Hicks from Idaho, but we do not talk like that because our mom was a teacher. We were not allowed to talk like that. (laughs) No,
0: no, we were constantly. If it was one thing we were in trouble for, it may have been the way we talked. I mean, that was or grades. (laughs) Mm. We were expected to get A's and we didn't Mm. get paid for them. We had. Mm-mm. I always had friends that got paid for their grades. And my mom was like, are you kidding me? I'll pay you. Yeah, That's like you're you out job. of your hide for a bad grade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were held to a certain standard. I don't know if we always meet it, but we were. We, we, did,
1: we did our best. It is true.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, welcome. I hope you guys had a fun Halloween. Uh, if, if you celebrate, uh, I know... You guys aren't all uh, in the U.S., and maybe you don't do Halloween or not, you know, like uh, we're wild in here in the U.S. with it, but <laughs> yeah. either way, I hope you had a good time. Want to say hi to all of our chatters. Mm-hmm. We uh, we just went to our sister Kara's house. Uh, we don't get pr- trick-or-treaters. Neither of us do, and so we go to Kara's house because she does.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. It's fun to get to see the kids in their costumes and mm-hmm. just hang out and yeah. You know, we have a good time.
0: Oh, yeah. We just uh, ate and played games and sat and visited and did the trick or treater thing and hazed our yeah. niece and nephew. And that's pretty much what we did.
1: It's <laughs> just a great night all the way around.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, oh, you probably already heard this, but I want to tell you that we have uh, launched our merch finally. Yeah at long last so it is over in my etsy store and of course you can find that out. hold on i'm going to give you the exact right listing so that you've got it we'll just go to truecrimesquad.com true go to truecrimesquad.com you'll find it There's and right there to
1: click on
0: it yeah we're so excited it's and you know we've talked about doing it for a long time it's crazy considering what else I do for a living that we haven't had very good merch until now but we're trying to fix that really makes merch for other people so you know yeah and not for us so I took some time getting some good designs together and getting everything put together and here we are so we have these tumblers Hmm. now two things about these they're 30 ounce which to me really matters A lot of the tumblers that you buy, it's really standard to do 20-ounce ones, and I just don't think they're big enough. If you drink a lot of water or something else, 20-ounce, I think, are small. So I went 30, but I also ordered the cups that have... They have this lid on them that has a straw so that you can just, you know, drink out of them. They also come with the clear, like, uh, coffee mug kind of lid. You get them both, Mm -hmm. which to me, uh, you know, it's nice to have options with them, so... Those are the cups. There's also mugs. I didn't bring my mug in. Have you got yours?
1: Yes, I do. It says, yes. quite frankly, Judge, it's voluminous. Many of you have asked for this. It mm-hmm. also has John Pryor's clutch and pearls right on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Or should I say my
1: clutch and pearls that I wear on behalf
0: of John Pryor? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, and the official, the, the final the one that made the final cut actually does have an orange background on it, but... <laughs> Uh, oh yeah i got ahead of myself (laughs) there are t-shirts uh with this design and others Mm -hmm. um not this shirt i just put this design on a shirt that i had but at any rate there's lots of uh different uh yeah there's there's three different kinds of t-shirts to choose from and or four and Mm -hmm. then of course there's also uh hoodies so anyway well, we finally, we finally did. have merch, yeah. Yes, so it's up and running. So, anyway, you've come. Mary says, it. Merry Christmas to me, yes, yes, Merry Christmas Jerry. to you. Ordered a tumbler. yes, I love it. Well, yeah, got to start thinking about Christmas for yourselves. It's a good one, uh, you know, send that leak right over to your significant other or yourself to buy yourself right some nice things, exactly. I made three of these today, just today. Just that's awesome I love it yeah so anyway I think that's kind of why I had a really hard time getting uh grounded today and centered but I've been in right brain like creative mode all day and then needed to sink into left brain because uh we did record an episode right before this and now
1: uh, we we are
0: yeah a lot going on there's a lot going on in the true crime world a lot of kind of technical stuff (sighs) Mm -hmm. stuff I'm trying to get my head all the way around. But let's go ahead and start because we do have a lot uh, going on. So Christy, I think actually, I'm going to turn it over to you to talk about the Cornell student and what happened there.
1: Guys, holy crap. You know, we keep talking about like mass shootings and hate crimes and 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 how some of them are, you know, definitely happening and then others are getting foiled. And another one got foiled in Syracuse, New York at Cornell University. This is this was yesterday and I'm so happy that they caught this guy before he did anything. So. We are talking about Patrick die he's 21. A junior at Cornell he's from Pittsburgh, New York, and he was arrested yesterday on federal on a federal criminal complaint, charging him with posting threats to kill or injure anyone uh, another someone using interstate communications. So this was this is a big investigation. They uh, by the U.S. Attorney uh, Carla B. Friedman, Alfred Watson, acting special agent in charge of the Albany Field Office of the FBI. New York State Police and Cornell University Police. So what happened is that Patrick Dye has been posting threatening messages on, there's this online discussion site that is part of Cornell University's website. um, And he was posting things calling for the deaths of Jewish people and a post that said, gonna shoot up 104 West. So 104 West is a Cornell University dining hall that caters predominantly to kosher diets, so obviously caters to mostly uh, Jewish students, Uh and it's located next to the Cornell Jewish Center, and that's the residences for uh, Jewish Cornell students, so very would be the kind of place that if he were to, in fact, carry out an attack there would kill a lot of Jewish people all at once. Uh um he threatened to stab and slit the throat of any jewish male he sees on campus to rape and throw off a cliff any jewish females and behead any jewish babies i mean it's horrific
0: Um, in
1: another post he also threatened an assault rifle uh to bring an assault rifle to campus and shoot all jews i'm not gonna he used a slur but i'm not gonna use it um these are accusations of course and he's presumed innocent until proven guilty but thank God, Patrick Dye has not hurt anyone. And he is now under arrest and being investigated. Um, so what he's charged with right now carries a maximum term of five years in prison, a fine of $250,000, and a term of supervised release of up to three years. So, you know, we don't know exactly where this will go. He will make his initial, you know, he's he will make today or tomorrow, I can't remember if he was in court today or if it's tomorrow, that he'll actually be in court in Syracuse, New York, uh, before a United States magistrate judge. These are federal charges. So yay, 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 yay. They got him before he did anything. This is the part of it that we're still, um, no, he's in his 20s. He's 20. Um, This is the thing that is so confusing to me. People saw these and said, "We have to do something about this. This is a huge threat. We have mass shootings. We have all kinds of hate crimes. We got to get right on this." Yeah. And then there's Robert Card, who literally was behaving in very scary ways. Was reported to the police. the The Army said, "Hey, this guy can't have a gun anymore because he's dangerous." He said he was going to shoot up his um his base all of that stuff and all of those things got ignored and he was able to kill 18 people and injure 13 more yeah so it's so we we have this inconsistency happening in this country right now it is really scary to me um i want to make sure that um we're thinking about this and looking at this in our own communities, because this is a training issue. We need to be able to see these things as escalated and take them seriously very quickly mm-hmm. and not, it's not a wait and see kind of situation. We aren't in that place anymore. Not at all. In this, no. The place that we're in now is we have to protect the public. And Absolutely. that means, you know, that threats have to be acted upon quickly mm-hmm. to protect everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, he read the room. We can't, we can't yeah. just sit back just in case anymore. No, we have to be acting now just in case. And so I'm thrilled that they were able to to catch Patrick die before he did anything horrible. Uh-huh. Um, I, I really, really hope that we're seeing more of this, that the feds were involved there and that, you know, they should have been involved with Robert Card. Yes. A military reservist why were the feds not involved with him he should have been they should have been so i think we just so many balls dropped we're seeing yeah. the ways in which this stuff can start to be circumvented and and, pre- and prevented uh-huh. we're just only we're seeing just a lot of inconsistency about how these things are being handled right now and
0: uh-huh.
1: i just want to see it get better
0: yeah Yep.
1: Well, right, no, we do have preventative measures. They're just not take, taken as often as they should be. Mm-hmm. And and we can't wait anymore. We can't no. wait and see anymore. Waiting and seeing means people get killed. Yep.
0: That's what it means. Yep, for sure. Well, good on them. How terrifying. Some of our chatters that live near there are saying that Cornell area is terrifying.
1: Is it? Interesting. Yeah. Well, I what a scary thing to be threatening. And with very clear intent, knowing exactly where he would go, where he mm-hmm. could do the most damage. Yep. Threatening to bring a gun. Mm-hmm. That's it, man. You make threats like that, you're done. We right. Just, yeah.
0: We cannot let this stuff go on. No. Cannot. Absolutely not. And damn it, we don't care about your rights if you're making threats like this. If right. you are acting if you are threatening scary, to take people's lives. You are Forfeiting those. Yeah. yeah. Right.
1: You are giving those rights up.
0: Yeah. 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 All righty. Well, let's talk about Delphi.
1: Yes. Holy crap.
0: It is a deep rabbit hole. I will not even begin to pretend to Dane that I understand it all because I don't. I'm going to give you guys a couple of resources because... Um, If you want to dig deeper into this, that's where I suspect you go. Uh, But essentially what's happening, as we know, there was supposed to be a hearing two weeks ago in which uh, that that didn't happen. The prosecution had called for the removal of Richard Allen's attorneys because there had been a leak from Attorney Baldwin's office. Uh, An employee who actually no longer worked there had taken and leaked some autopsy or crime scene photos. Uh, That person later took their own life. And because that happened. I mean,
1: what the hell?
0: Yeah. The prosecution was like, well, they got to be kicked out. Well, it's not really that easy to just say they got to go. So Right. right before court that day. The defense attorneys met in chambers with Judge Goal. Well, then Judge Gole announced that they had both uh, withdrawn as counsel and that the hearing was uh, going to be canceled for now, you know, and moved. And everybody was like, well, shit. And then she immediately put two new attorneys in place. And their names are William Labar- Labrato and Robert Scremmen. Okay. Well, a couple of things about Lombardo and Scremin, Lobardo and Scremin. Neither of them have ever sat first chair on a death penalty case. In fact, uh, internet uh, sleuths have done a lot of digging around, and basically, what they're finding is that only one of them has ever even been on a capital murder case before at all, in any capacity why were they appointed well there's a lot of allegations that one of them at least is very good friends with judge Gole.
1: oh good lord Mm -hmm. there is so much improper shit going on in this case i can't even keep track of it
0: in the meantime remember that motion a long time ago that's been filed a few times now saying we have to get richard allen out of a supermax prison because he is in serious danger he's literally losing his mind the uh his rights have been violated there in a bunch of different ways. Yeah, she said, nah, I think we'll leave him put. Cool. Great. This so he's not
1: even gonna live to see trial.
0: No, he's not. So now uh attorneys Rossi and Baldwin both said we were coerced and essentially blackmailed into uh saying we would recuse ourselves. We never officially recused ourselves. They had never filed any kind of forms. And they both said, no, we're staying on. Pro bono, we're staying on. So now they're not filing as the uh, public defenders. They're saying, no, we don't want your money. We're doing this because it's the right thing because we fully believe that we are representing an innocent man who's... uh, rights are seriously being trampled on and the judge said no and she can't
1: i I don't think she can no she
0: can't she is uh not only is she trouncing all over uh richard allen's uh constitutional rights here but she's taking privileges that she doesn't really have so the following was written by somebody smarter than me Uh, about Indiana law, but basically what they're saying is that there's no authority allowing a court to withdraw counsel under these circumstances. She can't just do that. Also, she's saying that she uh, is withdrawing them as counsel because of gross negligence. There was never a hearing. She never made a ruling. None of this has ever been done officially. So, of course, Rossi and uh, Rossi and Baldwin uh, got an attorney, you know, attorneys having to get attorneys, Mm -hmm. and they are going to the Supreme Court over it because they're saying uh, Richard Allen's rights are being severely violated. Our rights as attorneys are being violated. None of this is okay.
1: Well, and if they convict him now without without resolving this and frankly getting rid of that judge and starting over again, mm-hmm. it'll it'll get overturned in appeal. I mean, his rights have been violated in yeah. every way possible, you know, yeah. and and that that's not the way that you convict a murderer.
0: No, if you want that to stick, I mean, give me a break.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Even Jennifer Coffender, or Coffendaffer, uh, yeah. she's a former FBI agent that does a lot of uh, TV appearances and and Twitter and whatnot and uh, a lot of true crime. even Jennifer, who typically stands strongly on the side of the prosecution is like, no, this is a complete shit show this cannot happen. the mm-hmm. law is being violated right and left and here's the thing if you want justice for Abby and Libby, you should be screaming from the rooftops about this right. because this is not a way to get justice for Abby and Libby. The no. outcomes of this are grim. First of all, the chance right now of Richard Allen even living to see his trial date because Judge Gole has moved it now to October 2024.
1: Yeah, moved it a year out. It's
0: been pushed out another year. He's going to live in that Supermax prison for another 12 months. Are you kidding me? An innocent until proven guilty citizen of this country is going to be living in hell in that prison for another year before his case goes to trial. Right. But also, you're right. Right now, this case is so muddled up and so muffed up with so many allegations, so much bullshit that's happened. This case will be appealed into infinitum. Well, if you this want stuff justice has for Abby to be Libby, remedied
1: before there's ever a trial.
0: Absolutely. And if you want justice for Abby and Libby, you should be demanding it. I am right. amazed at all of the people that are like, So what? He's guilty. Let him burn. We don't How know, do you that. know that. Nobody knows that. We don't no, know if there is or isn't.
1: And there's so much stuff that has not been addressed that has been filed by his defense. Yeah. That I mean all this it this just looks like a whole bunch of cover in everybody's ass. Yeah. And I mean, they no protecting a of his rights. of
0: briefs that the judge has just completely ignored. Yeah, there's a county jail to hold him. They just don't want to put him there. Yeah. They said, Oh, we don't we can't keep him safe. Wow, oh, we don't wanna no, we don't wanna be hassled with this. We'll just put him in prison. Yeah.
1: But how is that not violating his civil rights? He is not convicted of anything.
0: And the last and time he, I checked, that was their job.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the judge and the prosecutor's job, is, and the defense—they are all there to defend, protect the rights of the defendant. It it has to be that way. Yeah. You know, we're, this is not Guantanamo Bay, for hell's sakes. Mm-hmm. And there's never going to be any justice in this case unless this is remedied. Because no. we'll never really know if he did it or not.
0: No. One thing to note about Judge Goal is she has never been a defense attorney. Really? Mm-hmm. There's this filing that was filed uh, by David Hennessy, he's the attorney for Andrew Baldwin. And this is a supplementation of the record for what they have already filed for uh, with the Supreme Court. And he's talking about five different reasons why, uh, you know, shit's really sideways here. But number five is really uh, the barn burner. There would also be testimony that a person who has never practiced criminal defense is not competent to judge the effectiveness and necessities and quality of criminal defense representation. Nor what the representation is in the best interest of the accused.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Basically, going, how is this judge making this ruling when she has no idea what she's talking about? She just said, "Oh, I decided it was gross negligence on their part." What was? Yeah, it, it doesn't
1: work like that.
0: Nothing it has filed. to be
1: proven. And what's gross negligence? What are you alleging? Mm-hmm. And the release of the, those documentation that documentation. Right. Their office can be held accountable for that. But if they, in fact, know who did it, then that person is no longer working there. It's just insane. Mm -hmm. And the fact that that person then took their own life, what in the hell is going on?
0: Right. What is going on completely? What is going on? Also, even if there was a finding about the leaked documents, the remedy would not be removing the attorneys Mm -hmm. there's just everything about this is wrong if you're on twitter i highly represent i highly recommend that you file follow defense diaries that's bob yes he is amazing and he's has a lot to say about this case that i think is really valid i would follow him for like a deep dive into it but this is just unbelievable
1: but I mean, being a judge does not mean that you just make up, make it up as you go along. Judges no. are bound by law. And, and she's violating Indiana law all over the place. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. It should and- be terrifying to all of us. Because, and I agree with that, Amanda. She said, I often watch a lawyer on YouTube that talks about how it's never an issue until your family, it's your family member it's happening to. Right. Exactly. But also... For Abby and Libby's families. This case is such a bullshit circus. That the judge is setting this case up for appeals into infinitum. That it's possible that they do not have the right man on trial here. And justice is never actually going to be served. There is so much wrong with this.
1: There is. And even if they do have the right man. Even if he is who did it. And I'm not going to say he is. Because I have not seen... Anywhere near enough evidence to prove that. Yeah. They're never going to get a clean conviction. No. Like this. It will never hold up.
0: No. This is a disaster.
1: It is. We've talked about this so much all the way through the Daybell Vallow case and how important it is that, that Lori and Chad's rights be protected at every turn. And this is why.
0: Yep. This is exactly why. So... We will all continue to keep a close eye on this, but not good, not good at all. And I really hope that the Supreme Court of Indiana looks at this and goes, oh, Judge Goal has got to go.
1: Yeah. What the hell is going on here?
0: Because this is a mess. Uh, Speaking of messes and judges uh, (laughs) being called into question, talk to us about Murdoch.
1: Yeah, so there, it's not a lot, but there is a little bit going on in the Alex Murdaugh saga of life. So Murdaugh's attorneys have now asked the South Carolina Supreme Court to kick Judge Newman off his case. Uh-huh oh boy they don't want him to be able to handle any future appeals hearings or trials in the murdoch case and and as you know judge newman has been tasked with all of his charges so the murder charges all of the financial crimes everything was all being seen in front of the same court so the attorney's motion which remember this is an unusual emotion uh motion this is the kind of shit that Murdoch's team does all the time and gets mm-hmm. shot down for because they're always, they've always got some bullshit going on. Yeah. This is called a writ of prohibition and his M- Murdoch's attorneys have alleged that since Newman was a participant in various matters that will be in dispute at an upcoming hearing involving alleged jury tampering at the, uh, at murder trial he should not be allowed to preside over that or other hearings in which Mara is seeking a new trial yep so we know he's seeking a new trial over the whole murder uh, jury tampering mess with the clerk and ugh, all of that stuff and they say they have a right to an impartial judge although i've yet to see anything that says newman is not impartial right um This motion is nearly 300 pages long. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Why does that not surprise me?
1: Right. They're also saying that Newman has made numerous statements in and out of court expressing his personal opinion about Murdoch's guilt, legal issues, and trial strategy. And those statements, including one aired on national television, violate the Code of Judicial Conduct, which requires impartiality. Now, if any of this is truly true, we don't know, because they love to make accusations oh that we have yet to see them prove.
0: Jimbo and they Poop Man, they just say whatever they want and pretend they do. like it's the facts.
1: Right. And then that everyone is supposed to just agree with them and believe them and move on. And I think they're pretty used to that being the case.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah.
1: Um, let's see so they're saying mr murdoch's right to have his appeal heard by an impartial judge will be violated if judge newman proceeds to hear his motion for a new trial i mean they've got a lot to prove to boot newman off at this point oh yeah um they're also asking the high court to stay or halt all of his of murdoch's court related proceedings pending a supreme court decision on this request so they don't want him to have to go through any more court until this is ruled upon by the South Carolina Supreme Court. Uh So we shall see. I mean, it's just another really uh, flamboyant Uh use of the law at this point. And they're making some pretty serious allegations about a judge Uh that they better be able to pack back up because if they can't,
0: well, especially a judge who, They've already had yeah. lost in, you know, had the conviction. I, yeah. But it seems like yeah. there's just no consequences for Jim and Harpootlian. It just no, seems to me like they just everything. get away with a lot of this stuff. That uh, so they're, should they're never saying be allowed. he didn't
1: actually do anything wrong during the trial. Mm-hmm. But he was an eyewitness to and participant in some of the events that will likely be discussed at any hearing involving jury tampering. He was the judge presiding. Right. He's not a witness.
0: Or a participant. He's the judge, for Christ's sake. So this
1: is extremely aggressive. It is extremely, um, it's a very long shot Uh at this point.
0: Yep. 300 pages on a very long shot. They must have a lot of assistance and law students and people working for them that have the time for this shit because
1: they clearly do. And they, they seem must to have even... very
0: deep pockets in what they uh, continue to right. pump out. Yeah.
1: Right. I mean, at some point Alec Murdoch's money's going to run out. Yeah. How is he going to continue to pay for all this and, and at this level? Cause yeah. Can you imagine grinding out that 300 page filing? Mm-hmm. What that cost? Yeah, but yeah, there's let's just say the audacity. Yeah, there's a lot of audacity here.
0: <laughs> Chat GTP, <laughs> probably right, Dana. Yeah. Maybe so.
1: I I don't know. I I'm dumbfounded so, at times by what these guys are doing, but they are so clearly emboldened and, emp- and empowered by a system that has let them get away with whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna see. Yep. You know, I mean, they lost hard. On this trial, mm-hmm. and yet behave as though
0: they didn't. Yep. It's creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. It's really something. It is. Well, speaking of really something, let's talk about Caitlin Armstrong. Oh, good Lord. Okay. So, y'all know Caitlin Armstrong. This is the woman last year who allegedly shot and killed Mo Wilson. She was a competitive biker. And was friends with uh, and and maybe former lovers with her uh, fiancé, Caitlin's fiancé, Colin, and who was also a biker and this is a cyclist. uh, And this is uh, her trial. Caitlin, who initially fled to Costa Rica using her sister's driver's license, passport, and credit cards and had a surgery on her face. To try to change her appearance, cut her hair short, all the things. Remember, all right. Well, her trial oh, yeah. is finally starting. This is also Caitlin, who we shared with you a few weeks ago. Her attempt to, to escaping from the from the uh, jail before her trial even started. Yeah,
1: well, she was at a doctor's appointment.
0: Caitlin, who, by the way, is super duper McDuper innocent, guys, according to her defense attorney. She's and... really behaving
1: like an innocent person. <laughs>
0: This was my thought. I'm like, Caitlin, no, you, you should not have tried to run.
1: Yeah, both times.
0: Mm-hmm. So they got going today. The prosecutor opened up with the last thing Mo did on this earth was scream in terror. Mm-hmm. Those screams are followed by pop, pop, and you won't hear any more screams after that. Uh, Prosecutor Jones said, uh, Caitlin Armstrong stood over Mo Wilson and put a third shot right in Mo's heart. Uh, They said that they have got plenty, the evidence that they have is pretty convincing. Uh, They have a lot of uh, a digital footprint of her in the area, of the things that she was Googling and looking up right up to that point. The fact that she did own a SIG and bought a bunch of ammo for it. The.
1: Oh, and went and practiced shooting. And
0: yes. And went practice practiced she shooting. She improve she knew how to use it too. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, they found Moe's bike in a bush and uh, I know this will come as a big surprise to you all, but guess whose DNA was all over the seat and the handles?
1: Was it Caitlin Armstrong's
0: DNA? Weirdly, it was Caitlin's.
1: So she was riding her bike after she was dead, but she definitely didn't kill her. Is that what we're hearing here?
0: Definitely did not. Her attorney in his uh, opening statement said there is no video evidence. None. No video evidence can put Armstrong at the scene of the shooting, obviously. She didn't do it. And also, guys.
1: She How many shootings are there where there is video evidence? It's a lot more that you don't have.
0: Jeez, guys, she didn't flee to Costa Rica because she had committed a crime. She just moved to Costa Rica because she wanted to be a yoga instructor there. And that's
1: why she went under her sister's name?
0: Obviously. Yeah. And
1: had plastic surgery to try to. Oh my
0: God. I mean, did she, or did she just get hit in the face with a surfboard? Because that's what she said. Um, yeah, sure. It is something. Her lawyer is slimy AF. He is awful. I he was a real jerk about the uh, opening statements. There was a lot of fireworks between the prosecution and the defense. This is going to be wild. But at any rate, it's going so we'll keep an eye on it
1: well, i think it's about damn time for most family's sake to get this over with
0: absolutely but caitlin if this isn't how innocent people act i it no. just isn't there's just so many I things
1: mean, even if it was true that you were just going to move there to be a yoga instructor why would you go under someone else's name yeah that doesn't make any sense at all no. that in and of itself tells you she's trying to conceal something like come on mm
0: mm-hmm. All of it. Yep. But then again, <laughs> trying to run from the uh, police, uh, you know. At her doctor's office. At a yeah. doctor's office a couple weeks ago is also a real bad look. God damn for that big tall fence, Caitlin. It just really, yep. how unfair.
1: Because, you know, she'd been training for a while. She got a mile away before they got a hold of her.
0: <laughs> she was definitely but, a fast runner. She'd been working out.
1: She'd been working out and training and stuff. Mm -hmm. for all this time like she was prepping Mm -hmm. for this opportunity
0: it's probably a miracle she did not get away she was ready probably is Mm -hmm. so that's what's up it's going to continue to get uh, deep as hell so put on your waiters and we'll continue to keep an eye on that one but that's what's up with Miss Caitlin yeah Uh, let's see Christy uh, there's some stuff going down in Koberger
1: yeah okay this pisses me off to no end remember there's been all these controversies about when they should tear down the house in Moscow this is the Moscow murders and there have been attempts to tear the house down several times and people keep freaking out saying let's not we think that's hasty Uh well guess what investigators are back in the house yeah. The FBI has been there gathering measurements and images that they're going to use for like recreations and stuff. So they've taken the plywood off the doors and windows and stuff. And they're going into the house for more documentation. They want to construct visual and audio exhibits and a physical model of the fo- of the home. Uh-huh. Well, if they were going to do that, then why the hell did they almost tear it down? T- uh, more than once. It is well- so weird to me. That there's been such a push to do this over and over again. And then the FBI is like, well, you know, we'll probably go in
0: there. And be- what if they
1: turn the house down? Well, and they said they, the they didn't
0: have time. They wouldn't have had time to, to do their model and their recreation. But now that the jury or the trial's pushed out, now they do have time. So, okay, we're going to do it. So then right. they just had to do this on Halloween. I mean,
1: I know. It, of all days. Is- they, it's weird as hell the whole that whole those bodies were buried so quickly they tried to tear that down that house down so quickly i don't understand the rush no. at all no um but so also
0: get this they're now done in the house today and they're boarding it back up yeah, yeah. 24 hours is all they needed yeah
1: why did but they? they didn't have time before
0: yeah yeah
1: i, I don't know um you know the families are very grateful again there was a statement put out today as the family has stressed from the beginning of the investigation the king road house is one of the most critical pieces of evidence in this case we are grateful that you the university of idaho listened to the family concerns and delayed the demolition of the house isn't this the whole point of not destroying evidence you may not know if you need it until later or it may become more important once a jury hears evidence in a case. Mm-hmm. It is our understanding that the King Road residents will not be demolished until after the trial has concluded. Duh! Um, on another note, it is important for the families of victims to stay involved in this process and trust your gut when it comes to standing up for the victims in the case. Our voice has been loud and consistent and will stay that way for Kaylee, Zanna, and all the victims until the justice until justice has been served." And that was from the, the uh, Gonsalves family. Mm-hmm so at least now they're saying okay we're we're not going to tear the house down mm-hmm. but it kills me that they're like well we don't really need it anymore yeah and now oh but we do it's just ridiculous so also there's a hearing in cobra tomorrow uh-huh. and this should be interesting because this um it's it's to do with scheduling of course but it's also to do with the um, investigative genetic genealogy review because they've the defense has continued to challenge the genetic um the genealogical DNA that they did to initially identify Brian Koberger's dad actually that that gave them what they needed to be able to arrest Koberger when they you know they they took some of his gar their garbage yeah and and prove that the dna in the garbage was the biological father of the killer and you know conveniently they only had one son so so there's been some challenges to that so that's going to get addressed tomorrow plus Mm -hmm. just some scheduling because you know we still don't this is postponed indefinitely we do not have any like future date and i don't know if we're going to get that tomorrow or not we shall
0: see yeah wild Wild stuff. I will say that uh, he is certainly getting a robust defense. Uh, The most
1: robust defense we've seen in a lot, in all of these big cases we've been following Mm -hmm. lately. I mean, you compare that defense to what's happening in Richard Allen.
0: Well, they're trying to give a robust defense.
1: Yeah. Right. But like, like the, the judges on the side of the robust defense too, allowing all of this and actually ruling on it and all that stuff. It's just insane to me, you know? To say that yeah. we have a criminal justice system that is the same for everyone in every place is bullshit. It's oh, not
0: entirely. Entirely. Yeah. But also on that back to the house, because I just can't get over it. Why would we not want the jury to walk through the house? Frankly, well, yeah. I have personally thought, and I've studied this case into infinitum like a lot of you guys have, mm-hmm. I've been very confused about what bedroom is where, what hallway, the back door, who was upstairs, who was on the third floor, who was downstairs. I think it's incredibly confusing. And I think that an FBI recreation or model is helpful, but nothing could be more helpful than the jury walking through that home.
1: Right. Right. I mean, you look
0: with their own eyes. You look what it did
1: for um, the, uh, um, murdoch Alec, uh, murdoch case that yeah. literally convicted him yep so yeah it just leave that fucking house alone let's get mm-hmm. this idiot tried god
0: yeah Yep. so yeah huge stuff yep okay let's see oh there is a trial going on right now that we haven't really uh covered very much but it is happening this is the dan markle murder And I know some of the other uh, podcasters are way on top of this one. Uh, So, um, particularly uh, The Shaming of Jay, uh, Defense Diaries. So, some of them will have a lot more to say about this one. But this is the trial of the dentist, uh, Charlie Adelson, who is accused of setting up a murder for hire to kill his former brother-in-law, Dan Markle. Mm -hmm. so... His girlfriend at the time was associates with uh, some gang members who she got roped into uh, murdering Markle. And then, of course, it tracked back. She's already been tried and convicted. Both of the, uh, the killers for hire have been tried and convicted. But for the longest time, Charlie was never tried or was never charged. He has finally been charged, and right now they are, you know, in the process of trying him. Charlie Adelson is such a blowhard, big mouth asshole, and everybody's just kind of uh, blinking with shock right now because he's going to testify tomorrow. And this feels like a real... Alec Murdoch moment where Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is the last thing that should be happening on his behalf, but he just has to get his big mouth out there. So if you've not been following this trial, it sounds like tomorrow will probably be the barn burner of it, but that's what's going on with this case. Uh, Again, this is a huge rabbit hole that I have not been fully in. So I this is These are the things I know. And some of you guys have probably followed this case a lot deeper than I have. It all went down in Florida. And that's uh, what's going on right now. So keep an eye on that one. It is a big one.
1: Mm -hmm. It is. I know. I'm very curious. Yeah. And what's going to happen with him on the stand tomorrow?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Uh, Christy, Joran Vandersloot.
1: Joran Vandersloot. guess who's going back to serve a whole lot of years of prison in Peru? (laughs) so now you know he was convicted of hustling poor natalie holloway's mother out of twenty five thousand dollars. yeah and so he was convicted of that here in the states as a part of that conviction he has confessed in lurid detail to the murder of natalie holloway of course, that happened in Aruba. So this all gets confusing because although she was an American citizen, her death happened in Aruba. And he then five years after Natalie Holloway was killed, killed someone else, Stephanie uh, Flores Ramirez in Peru. And he's serving 28 years in prison in Peru. Uh-huh. So he will serve 20 years from of, of time in Peru. His sentence of 20 years, 28 years in Peru, 20 years from the US, but they're doing them concurrently, which mm-hmm. means that he'll go back to Peru, serve as much time as Peru wants him. And then if there's still time left on that 20-year sentence, he will come to the United States to serve the rest of that. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of that, Aruba has said that they have not ruled out trying him for Natalie Holloway's murder in mm-hmm. Aruba. Yeah. So I mean. I think he is still lying to Natalie's mother. It makes no sense to me that her body is just gone. Mm -hmm. I don't believe him for a second that he just pushed her out into the water, went like however deep he said he went and that her body didn't just end up back on the beach. That makes no sense to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But he did admit to killing her. Yeah. And so we shall see, Um, but yeah, he's gonna be um, spending a lot more time in prison in Peru. Mm -hmm. And then potentially back here in the U.S. and maybe at some point also in Aruba. So, Mm -hmm. hey, as long as it's
0: forever, Jordan, that's okay with me. Which is all pretty hilarious because he really uh, he really wanted to come to the U.S. And it seemed as though he was really trying to get out of Peru, out of the Peruvian prison because it was such a bad scene. And it kind of kills me that the US is like, all right, well, see ya. <laughs> yeah. Go back there now. Yeah. 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 Right. See,
1: Amanda, there's a there's a 12 year statute of limitations on murder in Aruba, which if that is hard and fast, they can't try him. Mm-hmm. However, they're saying they have not ruled it out. So it is still mm-hmm. possible that uh but yeah, I thought it was pretty great that he's going back to Peru
0: see Yep. jackass wouldn't want to be a jordan no Yep. i kind of think we did it i i think we did everything we had on our list anything we are missing anything you guys are following that we haven't been talking about
1: i think that's everything
0: it's everything i had on my list honestly Mm -hmm. i felt like some of our stuff might have taken a little bit longer but uh we got through Delphi faster than I thought we would. Actually,
1: we're just going but, to be keeping an eye on that Delphi situation. I am so concerned about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Corey
1: Bigsby trial is postponed. Right, that's true.
0: Oh, and so is uh. Oh, that idiot who whose boyfriend suffocated in the
1: oh yes suitcase. the suitcase murderer. Yeah,
0: yeah. She just can't. Postponed. She cannot quit uh, fi- firing her attorneys. Man, she is a piece of work. Holy shit. Come on. (laughs) Let's just
1: do this Daryl Brooks style and let her represent herself and hang herself and get a thousand years just like Daryl Brooks did. I would be Mm -hmm. fine with that. Sarah Boone. Boone. Thank you.
0: Oh my God. If Sarah Boone represented herself, we might have to fly to Florida.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. That would be a
0: scene beyond all scenes. Well, it's a uh, if Daryl
1: Brooks and Taylors to Business had a baby. It's Sarah Boone. (laughs) It
0: really is. Sarah, so glad that you're here. Uh, (laughs) That's so funny. For sure. Yep. Yep. Some call her suitcase Sarah as well. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably... They probably call her that in the jail and she probably fights. Yeah.
1: She probably gets mad about it. Mm -hmm. If she was Nicholas Aliverdi and she'd be crying discrimination over that.
0: (laughs) Yes, she would. <laughs> oh, yes.
1: Okay, and maybe we haven't talked about this about Coburger. That oh, that there is going to be a camera in the courtroom during the Coburger mm-hmm. trial. That has been ruled on. That the the mm-hmm. judge will allow that. Um, the judge is going to have a lot of control over how that happens.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We don't care. We just think people have a right mm-hmm. to see this. So oh, however that, they handle really... it is fine.
0: That's a big surprise because Judge Judge, if you don't know this yet and it gets confusing, the judge's last name in Koberger is Judge.
1: Mm -hmm. So it's Judge Judge.
0: Yeah. Judge, Judge Judgey McJudgerson uh, has pretty much acted like they were he was way against cameras. I mean, there's been a lot of uh, conversation about this and we were all going that he'll never allow it. He was much stricter even than uh, Dave Alvallo there for a while. And now yeah. all of a sudden he's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go for it. But I'm going to control it. Please do. Please, Please do. do. Who's
1: Who said you shouldn't? It's interesting because, you know, we've got coming up here on the 29th of November. On my birthday, we have a hearing for Chad Daybell mm-hmm. about cameras in the courtroom because his defense is pro cameras in the courtroom.
0: Always has been.
1: Uh, yeah, but we know that the judge and the prosecution have been against uh-huh. it. They didn't allow it in Lori's case.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Is Judge judge's decision going to have any impact on this? Because we know that there's been a fair amount of watching back and forth between these two cases because yeah. this, these are all Idaho cases. So it does make you wonder, uh-huh. is uh, Judge Boyce going to maybe allow a camera in that courtroom? Come on,
0: come right. on. Make our
1: lives easier,
0: please. Right? My God. Then we could just watch Daybell trial with all of you guys, you know? It would be amazing. Stream it. And why not? Why not at this point? This is the last trial. Why? that We're not protecting the jury pool at this point. Right, right. We're not tainting
1: anything. Come on. Yeah.
0: Are we going to talk about the peepers that took the boy from Arizona to Alaska? Yes, we are. We're going to do it as a Mormon misdeeds episode. We've kind of been letting mm-hmm. the dust settle. We want to do it in a very sensitive way because that boy does not deserve to have his face or a name plastered anywhere else. He's no. just trying to get back to, uh, you know, real life and high school. But and we are. Team. But, yes, we are going to take care of Yeah, we are covering
1: yeah, that. We are around. releasing yeah. it. And, yeah, we're going to.
0: That'll probably Watch be for a that next episode. Yeah. 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 I just want to be really careful because I've really already... been diving
1: deep into these this insane belief system and where it's coming from and
0: yeah.
1: who uh, these particular folks were following because these guys were out of Gilbert, Arizona. You yeah. know, like Lori Vallow was out of Gilbert, Arizona. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about very similar people with very similar stuff. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, we will definitely be going deep on that. Mm
0: hmm. Kung Fu Panda <laughs> referred to Sarah Boone as Sarah Boone's farm. <laughs> yeah, Fran, I'm, right? I'm right there with you. I got you. said That's yeah, why that's she didn't hilarious. say his name. Yeah. Yeah. When we
1: do that episode, we will also not say his name or use no. his likeness because no. it's not fair to him. He's a 16 year old kid and it's not his fault. His family's nuts.
0: No, it's not. And no. it uprooted his life the way they did. The thing that grabbed me the most – oh, maybe not the most. The thing that grabbed me is that that kid plays football, and his team still has games this season. They're, like, wrapping up their season. And he just gets swept out of there. Now, yeah, I know it's just football. It's just a sport. But to that kid, that's everything. That season, that team, his obligation to them, his, you know – connection to his team is everything it kills me that that happened to him i'm so glad he probably only had to miss a game awful right
1: yeah yeah what's going on uh, with the evil duo jody and ruby well there have been a bunch of sealed hearings in relation to uh custody of the minor children that we don't really know what's happening with those and we're still awaiting their arraignments So uh, they both, you know, immediately got terribly ill and all that stuff. So things have slowed way down in that case. Also, they, um, their attorneys um, have been buried in an avalanche of uh, evidence. And so they've asked for extra time. Mm -hmm. So they're sitting their asses in jail in Utah. That's what we know. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep. Right where they ought to be. Uh, Jody's daughter did do an interview finally last week and just talked Mm -hmm. about how, up in total chaos and upheaval her life has been since the arrests and you know yeah. she's just desperately trying to help her siblings and also you know maintain her own life and man yeah. it's a lot it's really a lot
1: yeah and there's been some ugliness with dad because yeah. they let her they let the the adult daughter go into the house to get belongings for the children mm-hmm. and then dad tried to uh, get her arrested for theft for going in the house and taking things. And the police were like, "Uh, she's got custody of these kids and has every right to get their belongings Mm -hmm. back up. But this is her dad. I mean, that is the kind of real classy, you know, stable geniuses we're dealing with here. Mm
0: -hmm. Real, real freaking nice. And I don't know if we said it last week, but uh, everybody's favorite uh, GI Joe wannabe over there in Utah uh, Tim Ballard, the governor of Utah, has now said that he believes that there should be a criminal investigation into Tim Ballard's activities. Yep, he surely did. So, so
1: we'll have an update on that soon too. It's just there's a lot of stuff grinding its way through the courts in that situation, and until um, it's just going to take us a little time, yep, to yep. get you know credible information. Yeah. Yep. yep.
0: Well, yeah, I'll bet Jody and Ruby are not faring well. I'm sure they're not.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, they It turns out they don't like being confined. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Weird. Maybe should have thought of that before all the horrific things they've done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, they're not <laughs> having a good time. We know that, and that's that does my heart good.
0: Guys, they don't even like jail. Mm-hmm. They don't even like jail. No. I
1: I think this can take as long as possible them Mm -hmm. their ass is right there because that's where they deserve to be
0: absolutely well i think we did it i think we did uh we will be back on monday with a brand new case uh a brand new episode and Mm -hmm. tuesday and wednesday you know how it is uh brand new month yeah lots lots going on so we obviously we'll be keeping an eye on all of this stuff and so much more as long as you as well as you guys will i know that Mm -hmm. so that's it thank you guys so much for being here thanks for chatting with us and always being a part of the squad if you're a patron uh eyes peeled there's two new episodes that we put out earlier this week so you want to check those out for sure interesting stuff there and as always thanks so much for being here please take good care of yourselves you absolutely deserve it Mm -hmm. this has been yet another production of the true crime squad bye everybody